I, I get the doubts surrounding Le'Veon Bell. I really do. I understand at least where it's coming from. That he took an entire year off. People are worried about injury. A lot of people take uh, that hold out, tear an Achilles, or come back and have a, a hamstring injury linger all year. But this isn't that situation. This is very different. It can't even be compared. He took an entire year off, and he is one of the most, the most elite players in the NFL. Still. And that, that's another funny thing, is people talk as if he's declined or his talent is going to drop off. He has shown no signs of talent dropping off at all. The last we saw of him, he was his dominant self, and then he took a year off without suffering any kind of injury or showing decline. So where people are coming from on that point, I don't know. Because to me, the guy still has the elite ability until he proves otherwise. So as far as the injury part is concerned... It's not like he's being th- he held out week three, week four, and then he's coming back and he gets hurt in week five because he's not prepared to take hits. That's how people That's how people get hurt when they have a holdout. No, that's not this situation at all. He has an entire offseason to get prepared. It's only March, and he's getting ready right now and has been training. So I don't think the, the holding out part really has relevance to him getting hurt in 2019. If anything, there's arguments to be made that he has fresher legs, any kind of lingering injuries or worries probably healed up. And and I don't buy in the whole 260-pound news. I don't think he was 260 pounds. He may have put on weight, but there was no way he was near 260 pounds. And I love that rumor because it just drives his value down and drives more doubt and injects more doubt into the situation, which is fine by me because I'm scooping up Le'Veon Bell every chance I get if he falls into the second round, which I predict he will. I predict his ADP, which currently shows around 1.8 to 1.9, maybe even 1.10. That's that's littered with drafts on the front end of him signing with the New York Jets. So once the ADP data absorbs all the drafts that took place after he signed with the Jets, that's when I think the ADP data slowly shifts, and I think it'll be slow, gradual because ADP data oftentimes doesn't just cut off all of the, the previous drafts. It tries to mingle in a lot of the newer stuff with some of the older as it filters out the old and in with the new. So you're going to see a gradual change in ADP. And, and I like to use the analogy of a, a frog. You take a frog and you throw him in boiling water. What does he do? He jumps out. But if you take that same frog and put him in lukewarm water, stick him on the stove and turn it on high... He, he, he burns to death. He, he boils to death because he doesn't notice the gradual change. That's how I see fantasy owners with situations like this. The ADP, okay, so he's a top five running back in terms of like his talent, but he's in a new situation. Everybody's fearing risk. So no, we can't value him as a top five running back, even though he does hold uh, some upside to do that. Okay, that's everybody's thinking, right? And then his ADP drops to about six or seven overall. Uh, you know, he has top five upside, but still there are safer options around six or seven. As his ADP falls and falls and falls, and sooner than later, and I predict it will fall this far, it falls into the 2.01, 2.02, 2.03, maybe even as late as 2.06. I think in some drafts he might go that late in 2019. And once he falls that far, you'll have so many people not notice the drop and change and the fact that the scale tipped and the risk, which was heavy on uh, one side, is now light. And the upside is huge. The scale's tipping. 
and Le'Veon Bell is slowly but surely becoming more valuable and less risky every single day. Yet, fantasy owners love to inject bias and let all of the doubt and hate influence their decisions. If I can give advice to anybody, and I've been doing this for 15 years, on SleeperU.com, on CBS Sports Radio, I'm on the longest running radio program in the entire world that's been going on 23 years. I've been involved in it for 15 on CBS Sports Radio, 1580, The Fanatic. I've been dropping bull predictions and stuff like this for 15 years. So I know what I'm talking about. If I could give anybody a piece of advice, if you're going to walk away and learn anything from this podcast, it's this. Learn to not inject bias into your evaluations and fantasy football scouting. If you can do that, you can master your own craft, master your own skill sets as a drafter, and draft to your advantage and to your strengths because we don't all have the same strengths when it comes to fantasy football management and drafting. We just don't. You have to learn what works for you. Are you a good sleeper running back guy like me? That's what I do. That's what I pride myself on. Stacking a team, trading draft picks, and getting three big guns, and having no depth at all, and having this running back store in a redraft league full of rookie running backs because they're so valuable in a redraft and so cheap. That's what I love. I love the challenge. I love having a team that people go, How in the hell are you going to fill in those holes? Yeah, you may have three big guns. You may have Zeke Elliott and Alvin Kamara Smitty and Le'Veon Bell and spend all of your auction dollars on those three. But how are you going to play without any wide receivers? I love that. I live for that. I love the challenge. I love looking failure in the face and building a fantasy team that makes everybody want to quit the next year. That's what I'm about. So if I could give you any advice, it's to learn not to inject bias in, to hold a grudge because a player uh, held out the year prior or because he has crazy antics like Antonio Brown off the field and on the field. When Antonio Brown, just like Le'Veon Bell, that scale has tipped and now he is more reward than he is risk, open your eyes. That's what I'm here for. I want you to open your eyes. I want you to join me at thefantasyfootballshow.com and sleeperu.com and youtube.com slash thefantasyfootballshow and Instagram. Find me at thefantasyfootballshow and join me. Ask me a question. I'm not just trying to sell you on my sleeperu.com site, which has, might I say, the biggest, boldest predictions, kind of like I'm talking about now. James Conner last year, number two. Patrick Mahomes was number one. Leonard Fournette would be the biggest bust. That was on my top 10 bull predictions. Year-round rankings, draft tools. I am so confident that you're going to love what I have to offer. You're not going to be able to resist sleeperu.com and all the content that's on there, including my free... Uh, included in that one-on-one email advice all year long, included in that $29 package. I, You and I can email all season long, talking trades, cooking up stuff. That's part of it, of the $29 per year, not per month, per year package at sleeperu.com. But what I'm asking you to do is join me on my social channels, Instagram, at the Fantasy Football Show. Find me there on Instagram, youtube.com slash the Fantasy Football Show. Join me, talk with me, ask me questions, I'm here for you. I answer just about every single question that anybody asks me on all my social channels. I'm here for you. I'm here to be your secret weapon and provide you an arsenal of information and sleepers and breakouts so that you can win your fantasy football league. I've been doing it for 15 years and I want you to be a part of it and join me.